and welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Sanctioned Citizen Podcast. I am your hostess, Tempest Del Fuego. So in case you haven't noticed, there is a strange divergence in rules for people who are U.S. citizens and people who are not when it comes to COVID. COVID restrictions, COVID enforcement, forced vaccinations, the proposal of a vaccination passport, you know, bubbling up again, getting the corporate state to threaten you with continuance of employment if you don't get the U.S. mandatory vaccine um, so that the government doesn't have to do it. There's a real reliance during the Biden administration to let the corporate function as an indirect arm of the U.S. state. And in any other place in the world, they would just call that fascism because it is. So it's really important to state at the outset that each human being should be free from any kind of torture, molestation, hunger, and other diverse forms of deprivation while in captivity. And, and a lot of these people, you know, seeking asylum are in captivity, but there are many more who are not, and they're just released into the wild of the United States. Many reports consistently say they're just out there in the U.S. somewhere. They got a court date, maybe 13% show up, and the rest are just in the wind. So I wouldn't call that controlling the populations that come into the United States, and a lot of them have COVID. Not all of them, but a lot of them have COVID. So is it any wonder that the numbers of cases in America are spiking because it's not... American citizens, maybe, that are getting this because a lot of them aren't citizens. So I think that these are kind of in inflated numbers from people who aren't even our citizens. I mean, they're real COVID cases, but they're not really the United States citizens. But we're still under national emergency rule, and we're being administrated by the numbers of COVID cases. So they, if they could just jack those cases up, they can hang on to the rules. So, you know, I'm going to say maybe I don't have the most articulate canon of human rights, but, you know, I do think you get the gist. We shouldn't be important, allowing people to just kind of wander around in here with no rights and allow them to be capitalized upon by, by coyotes and coyote and cartel enterprises. They just They just kind of get subsumed into the black markets of America, wherever they are, and uh, they disappear. And that's unfortunate. I don't want that to happen, but uh, we absolutely can do more about that. It's just that me, little person on this microphone, uh, doesn't have the loan enforcement ability to go out and get the Mexican cartels to get out. Get their people out of here. So... You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that person. But I would say that when your government turns a rudder without you and drinks the national emergency Kool-Aid, and you're going to get something that looks more like Hosni Mubarak, who's the Egyptian dictator who can never let the repressive nature of emergency control go. You know, he always had to control the population a little bit stronger so there's an artifice here. There's a manufacturing 
of emergency conditions to hang on to the power, which is excessive. So all variants of the original gangster virus, COVID, COV-2, COVID-19, novel coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, uh, that committed the United States to a pandemic has died off or mutated into a weaker version, what we would call the Delta or the now the Lambda variant, you know, circling through Latin America. <clears throat> we know that children get the virus, but they're not excellent transmitters. Masks are meant to prevent you from get from spreading it to someone else um, when you're in a transmissible state. Testing facilities will inform you of the status of your infection. A blood test will inform you of your immunogen levels and whether your body is actively fighting the virus or not. The U.S. vaccines are working to immunize those who take it. A small percentage of people contract a live strain of the virus and contract active COVID-2 or the novel coronavirus after receiving the vaccination. That is why they ask people to wear a mask while vaccinating because a small percentage had the probability of a live virus and becoming infectable and then spreading to infect someone else. Three people have died from COV-2 vaccination injuries. These are the facts, and this is what we know. Similarly, most of us know the COVID-19 pandemic is functionally over until this month. So people, the, meaning the people who are going to get it already had it. The people who wanted the vaccine took it. Who wants to force people at the end of a pandemic to take a vaccine if they already had the disease or took a vaccine? We've been doing this for a year. We've had the vaccine since December. Fauci and doctors who refuse to validate wellness, recovery, and viable immunology in the proof of the blood work, I would say, are people who want the pandemic to stay on. Why the hell would anyone not want this pandemic to be over? So, the National Emergency Authorizations were a big party for people who like to control other people, to imprison Americans under false pretenses, and run down economies to make the government look like it's the only option for your civil survival. So, the policies of a collectivist fails, and it's failing now, in the U.S., because we're a constitutional democratic republic, and we don't function well in collective communal governance. Because that's not what we agreed to, that's not our social contract, that's not our government. This is a twisted administrative state that's papering over the natural government and governance processes based on emergency rule clauses. Okay? So the people who develop these policies during national emergencies 
you know, a lot of them can't survive without takeout and air conditioning. They don't make things. They don't look at the cost of what they do to the land. They don't care about the future of the kids. They won't retreat to the woods and rough it like our ancestors because a lot of them are just bureaucratic thieves who want to sit on a pile of stuff that you built and you worked for because they're either too dumb or too morally bankrupt to do anything else. That's why they deal-make with Mexican cartels to let their charges embed themselves in black and human slavery rings here in America and let China run roughshod over American property or data privacy without a single criminal case leveraged by the Department of Justice. Well, I wouldn't say a single... Yeah, it's got to be significant. You know, for the cybersecurity breaches over the whole of the U.S. of America. They breached the... Office of Management and Budget, which means that that was the federal government. So I think that the the morally deficient think alike. So I think to acquiesce to vaccination mandates and passport campaigns under legally marginal U.S. leadership using poorly verified science chopped and screwed by the World Health Organization, and an authoritarian national emergency whip is not really much of a good offer to the American people, much less an option for an American citizen. So I'm going to say it's your duty at this point to say and do something right now, or you will soon become someone's serf, unable to pay rent or be free, without going to the gangster-slash-co-regulatory government minders in corporate who want to run your country and the lives of your children without any input from you. Now, I realize there are about 30% of American citizens who will just roll up and fold so they can go home and feed their lizard and play video games. Those people don't ever really make a difference in world affairs. They're still citizens, and every administration inherits them, but they are functionally worthless in a civil rights fight. You know, they think the government picks up the garbage. You know, they, they do, but, you know, that's the, the beginning and end of their public policy knowledge. So when they do get mad enough to recognize when, that the milk went sour about six months ago, they go back to the crappy lawn chair position of fold and do nothing. So they're not your problem or responsibility. They're, they're kind of a waste of time. They'll make noises, but they don't, they're not going to do anything. So let's talk about the other 60% of American societal stakeholders. Partisans, around 40%, will continue to shirk substantive issues and make it about lobbying you to keep their office. Also relatively useless people, unless you light a fire strategically under their posterior parts or administrate some kind of leverage carrot stick system. You know, autocrats think partisans are holistic of all constituencies because that's what they deal with every day. So that leaves approximately 20% left of the American social political dialect that will drive or turn the rudder on American politics. In that 20% are parents, single-issue activists, and lawyers with personal stake in policymaking and wise, wise people living very close to the edge of their humanity. I'd say within a whisper of death sometimes. 
We're talking disabled veterans, the elders, and people who have frankly seen too much. Uh, they are fighting each other and splitting hairs often. You know, they win and they lose, but they fight so hard for whatever they get. And then there is you. Who are you in this equation? Now, we can reflect back on US, U.S. history, the one that wasn't written by derivative Chinese leftists with transformative uh, aims to, to cripple our, our sovereignty. Y yeah, the, the real U.S. history, the one that we know. <coughs> we know that when authoritarians start to autocrate, the first wobbly steps are usually illegal. So they have to make some kind of narrow-minded or poorly calculated power grab on artifice or brute force versus legal conformance or consent of the governed using process. So they're going to say something like, Bill of Rights, that's a crappy old document, burn it. It's disposable garbage. And, and that's kind of what they sound like. They're like, we don't need this stupid constitution. We don't need this rule of law. This is a subjective matter. We don't, we're no, I don't like that law. I'm just going to throw it out. So that's what they sound like. So some people are shocked at the bald-faced sociopathy that, that seems to be bubbling up. And, and people tend to also be shocked when they're robbed at gunpoint. But, you know, just stay with me. Uh, stay with the train. You know, don't shock too hard. I need you to, to, to stay on the train. If these derelicts manage to pass through the nose guard, or, or like the smell test, if they, they fake it through somehow, you may soon realize you're underneath a big, heavy, authoritarian boot. And I think that's what happened when, you know, the possibly well-intentioned person put in place the national emergency clauses to, to guard us in the event of a nuclear attack. You know, the scope of national emergency expanded under George Bush. So lots of things can become national emergencies. So people kind of got the idea that, yeah, this is a cheap way to get authority. So we've had lots and lots of national emergencies since then uh, where people have really kind of abused it and um, abused that, that authority, abused that power. So everything you might normally do during an emergency will, will become some form of crime, like not wearing a mask or wearing, being indifferent to, to wearing a mask in, in a certain place. So then, then you'll end up having to come into conflict with your U.S. military, your Congress, your city council, and the local corporate Politburo who is suddenly playing security with your life. You know, you have to go to the court of, of Facebook to prove your worth and innocence as a serf. You know, to, to retain your, your speech rights. And this is insane. If it's dawning on you now that emergency rule is the ter the, like a tool of autocrats, well, I'm going to say, welcome to the Daylight Club. You have a chance of surviving without relying on the vampires for all of your social needs. Things should dramatically improve now that you realize that the choices you have are going to have to be very well calculated from here on out. Thieves gonna steal, and unless somebody stops them, which can be dangerous.
it sucks. You know, you better do what you can because this is going to touch your body. We're talking about medical mandates. Touch your body in a bad way because unless you do something on your own behalf, you know, you can open your under-exercised mouth and say in words what you want or you can go down without a fight. So I suggest you open your mouth, little bird, and tell your side of this equation when the math is not adding up. So where am I going with this? Some of this is self-explanatory. Let's say you are a democratic operative and you want to punish your political opponents, many of them living in Texas, for not providing the perfect consent for your chosen applied authoritarian style of government. So you would create a situation where they can be punished. So here's what Biden did to show contempt for the health and free will of the United States citizens and residents living in Texas. You know, earlier, earlier this year, administratively, Greg Abbott decided that there's no pandemic in Texas. He lifted all the restrictions and said, everybody go back to normal, which was heroic because people had it under control. There were no cases, no real, you know, cases over like 10. You know, he had real rights to say, ah, we're done with this pandemic. We're, we're going back to life. So... And a lot of places were kind of definitely moving in that direction. So we're at the downslope of an international pandemic. Biden permitted nearly unlimited numbers of unvaccinated asylum seekers into the country using the southern border. That artificially inflated the number of COVID infection case rates, both nationally and locally in Texas. So Biden may erroneously claim... You know, using CNN and John King saying, this 64 million number is the same. We're in a rabid, like, rotten pandemic. We're, we're covered in COVID cases. We're covered in new people who have COVID from other places that aren't Americans. That's what we have. They're all over the place. So, they're going to artificially claim that Greg Abbott created this national health risk, national health risk, by lifting the arbitrary and unserious medical advisories, which become re reversed a month after they are, are, you know, edict out there. You know, he abolished, what, what, what did Greg Abbott do? He abolished the national emergency powers in his state. That that's, was his big sin. That's what he did. He, his crime was... Saying, well, Biden, you can't, you can't autocrate using national emergency powers here because pandemic over. So, right now, getting, getting this, like, vaccinated people must wear masks now, it's like telling Moses, you know, in a note, hey, you need to go kill Isaac. And what is Moses going to say? He's going to say you know what, I'll do it next month because he knows that they're going to reverse their decision in a month anyway. So, staying the course of normal life makes more sense than getting jerked around by people who won't let go of pandemic power at the peak of summer. Okay? We all know 
that the virus dies in sun and hot weather? Or did they magically forget this too? You know, yes, they've got a rager going on, but it's not with people who had the vaccine or already had the disease. So when they say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, um, that's only like a percentage part true. Many of those unvaccinated, if you can find them and drag them out, uh, probably aren't our citizens. So, since he took office, Biden did more to depress U.S. health interests and reverse the fortunes of functional, motivated Americans moving off of the federal dole back into society than the effectual COVID virus itself. So now he wants to force Americans who have viable civil rights to vaccinate to cover for his administration's short-sighted contempt of Texas people and Trump voters and people, other people that they don't like to govern. It, it certainly appears that way. If they don't think it appears that way, I need to say this now because it certainly, certainly appears that way. And that is really unfair to people who pay their taxes and don't really care. You're going to fish out their liberties and tell them you have to wear a mask after they did everything humanly possible to beat this pandemic in the face and they overcame it. Now they've got immunity and you're going to tell, you're going to invalidate either their natural immunity or their vaccination immunity and tell them to go back into lockdown because Biden made a mistake. So I think masking up after clearing vaccination is more or less done. You know, it, it, it's almost like he took a call from she and the WHO health ministry who suck at American health, by the way, and said, what, what do we do? What do we do about all these all these people who want to get away with not wearing masks? Well, obviously, they're going to say, well, force them to do what you want. Make it mandatory. So, you know, that's what an autocrat does. I am losing power. What should I do? Well, I'm going to call and ask the advice of my other buddy. Well, you get a gun and point it in their face and threaten them with, you know, within an inch of their economy. And, and now you're back in control, man. So you saw this petty tyranny problem. And that's what it is. By calling upon Congress to repeal open-ended emergency health powers and place more strident limits on national emergency powers. At some point, Americans with much stronger character of self-determination do much better than a feat infantilized society burdened with excessive taxes and no positive self-identity. Like the European Union or worse, the People's Republic of China... They're not aspirational societies for a lot of Americans. We don't admire the way that they do things. We have a different way of doing things. Now, we, we shouldn't look down on them. You know, they can innovate. But most of the time, 
You know, they're just kind of copying our ideas. And in China's case, they just steal. You know, they like they like to steal our stuff and say it's theirs because, you know, they don't let their own people develop their own ideas. So they just steal ours. Which is a shame because there's a lot of really cool Chinese people with a lot of great ideas, by the way. Um, so I think Americans should stop self-flagellating because you're never going to please hateful and envious nations who, who demand our failure to help them feel better about themselves. There's never, ever a way to please those kind of people. You just, you just got to shut them out. And humanity is never going to be completely free from juvenile political hierarchy, but there is more sanity in not letting it run your society. So this is the end of my public advisory here. The PSA is to call your Congress or get out in the street with other people and say, this is where the buck stops. You are not going to force people who already did what you wanted People with natural immunity, people with manufactured immunity from a vaccine to go back and live in COVID jail. This is the end. The pandemic ends because immunity says so. And if you can't validate the science like legitimate rulers, then you shall be deposed in some way. Congress will do it. They'll revoke the powers. The governors will tell you to go take a hike, but this is not happening. And the American people are against it. This has been Tempest Del Fuego. I hope you wake up. <laughs>